Welcome back to Marketing Strategy Academy podcast, where we help female entrepreneurs go from marketing overwhelm to an easy streamlined strategy and system that includes Pinterest and repurposing content to grow their businesses when they have very little time. I'm your host, Jen Vasquez. Let's jump right into it. Why does digital marketing seem so easy for other people and yet so hard for us? My guest and I are talking about that and so much more. Welcome back. If you're new here, I help female entrepreneurs use Pinterest to market their business effectively and simply. And if that sounds like something that you're interested, along with all of the marketing guests that I bring onto this show, definitely subscribe, whether on YouTube or my podcast, so that you're notified when we release a new interview. Today, you guys, I am so excited to be chatting with Kristen Day of Affinity. Kristen works with non-techie business owners who are disheartened, confused, irritated, or I'll put in parentheses, just plain mad. That That's that's for me. Um, trying to figure out how to create a converting online presence. She has helped entrepreneurs over 20 industries eliminate their frustration and overwhelm by bringing custom tailored websites, omni-channel social media strategies, and streamlined processes that they can actually use with her clear as day formula. By the way, that's a great name. Welcome, Kristen. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jen, for having me. I just so appreciate you letting me chat with you. And, and I'm looking so forward to this conversation. I love this podcast. It is amazing. And just really appreciate all of the amazing things you're helping uh, women do. So thank you. Thank you. I, I'm um, pretty lucky to be able to just chat with friends and, and have it go out there and help other people. It's a passion of mine to make sure that small business owners actually market their business. We spend so much time on social media and not enough time actually working our business. So it's a joy for me too. All right. I always start with this sort of simple one, but I think it's so important to find out the windy routes that people take to the business that they're currently in. So why don't you tell me about your business and how you got started? Yeah, so uh, my business's name is Affinity Media, and it got started uh, many years before it was actually made, right? So we moved around a lot when I was straight out of college, my husband and I, and each time we moved, I had to get a new job because remote work was just really unheard of at the time. And so we moved um, from the East Coast all the way to the West Coast, and it was a really great adventure. But the first job that I was able to pick up was building an intranet for a bank. And I had never touched a website in my life. And this wonderful, amazing woman took a chance on me and said, you know what? let's just give it a shot. And so I got to really have on the job training and learn all the ins and outs of building websites. And then we moved again. And I was fortunate enough to be given um, a job doing social media strategy. And I, I was hired to do data analytics, but just through the nature of, of the work, I ended up working on a lot of different projects, um, most of which having to do with like social media ads and email marketing and just every single marketing section of the business. 
And then finally, right before that ended, I was working in the data analytics space. So Google Analytics and Tag Manager and like all those words, SEO that you hear thrown around all the time, I got to do that as well. And so what I noticed about that particular job was the way that the clients were interacting with that, the person who had employed me. And it was really not sitting well with me because what happened a lot of the time was the company would sign a new client and they would get them a little bit roped into long contracts, two, three-year contracts. They would promise them the moon and the sun and the grass in between, right? And then they wouldn't really be able to deliver or they would, it just was not, the deliverable didn't match the expectation. And I got asked a lot by those clients if I could teach them how to run their own stuff and if I could help them understand what was happening. Um, and I really, I wanted to do that, but I got in uh, trouble <laughs> for, for being in that position because I would teach them and then they would learn and then they would get mad. So, um, you know, in that just eventually uh, that didn't, that didn't work out very well for anybody. Um, but ultimately, I really wanted to create a space where business owners can have autonomy in their own business in the digital marketing space, because it's a, it's kind of a, an industry that holds things a little bit close to the vest. And it, it's very confusing for, for people who, who aren't familiar with the language and familiar with the nuances of it. Um, so it, it just felt better to be in a space where I could teach people and educate them and make them feel comfortable and confident in their own space rather than saying, mm, no, you're not allowed to learn that. You have to pay me to keep it running, right? So that's how my business was born. Amazing. Really good. Um, okay. I know that this is an area of expertise for you. Can you share a few tips on creating a digital space that aligns with your values, but doesn't take up all your time? <laughs> that sounds like a hard thing to solve. <laughs> and it's a great question, Jen. You know, I think the, the biggest tips I would say are block out time Dedicate the time to think about why you started your business in the first place. If you spend one day of your month and you make sure that the things that you're talking about in your marketing strategy align with why you started a business in the first place, you will stay aligned with your content and you will dedicate that time to making sure you're on point all the time. And one tip that I give people when they're, especially if they're talking about social media strategy, I always ask, write down a list of what drives you insane about your industry. And so for me, right, it has to do with um, when people you know, they keep that management style. They force people to do that management style with them because they're afraid to let go of, of that customer. That drives me nuts. I can talk about that for hours and hours and hours a day. So my content, when I talk about those topics, it aligns with, with what I'm, you know, offering. And I think that's a really good tip. So what, when in your industry just drives you up a wall and what do you want to change? What do you want to talk about? Yeah, exactly. Um, 
and I, I missed this at the beginning, but can you, I I've had people ask this of me. So I want to hear what you have to say. What is digital marketing, right? We always had that term marketing and now suddenly we see digital marketing, email marketing, da, 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 da. So what is digital marketing? Digital marketing, I would describe it as any online touch point that your business has with a potential customer. So digital means online. That is anything from your website to your social media, to your email marketing, to your Pinterest platform, right? Anywhere online that a customer can encounter you is that would be in the scope of digital marketing. And the, the that's the digital side. And the marketing side is, are you, is your voice staying true to your values? Is your brand consistently showing up in the way that you want it to, right? That's like that marketing side. Any Anytime a potential customer encounters your business online, are they receiving the same messages? That's good. That's really good. That was one of the best descriptions I've heard. Um, why does having an online presence beyond social media, why is that crucial for long-term success for people, business owners? <laughs> Yeah, it's such an important question, Jen, because we, especially new entrepreneurs, I think they think social media is kind of the end-all be-all and you can just really get out there. I want to go viral. I have to make this look beautiful. All these things, you hear all those things. And social media is important, but for the longevity of a business, understanding that social media is the place where people are getting acquainted with you um, and understanding that it's kind of like, I've heard this described a lot. I think it's a good description. It's kind of like going on a first date, you know, and if you never went on a second date, you'd never see that person again, right? We should kind of think of social media as the first date. We should think of it as the place where people first encounter us and for having a a longer term relationship with that person we need to build out foundational material on the back end of social media including email lists and ads and websites and especially um, any type of crms anything like that i i would agree wholeheartedly um so the big question that we started this whole thing off with, why does digital marketing or the digital marketing side of business appear to be so easy when it's done by other people, but feel so frustrating when we are doing it? Do you even have an answer to that? <laughs> I do have an answer to that. Okay, that's a hard one. <laughs> it is a hard one. And I think, I think people in the digital marketing space, sometimes they can even be a little narrow-minded when it comes to this as well. My experience with every single aspect of digital marketing gives me a little bit of a unique perspective on being able to answer this question. So I, I told you I do websites and marketing funnels and email marketing and social media. 
So we've all seen the wheel of content or the wheel of marketing where customer enters social media and then the next step is they go to your website and then they get the freebie and they get, you know, all these things and then they- Client journey through marketing. Yeah, that that wheel, right? Um, So the reason that we feel like digital marketing should be easy but it feels so complicated is we only see that wheel all the time. We're only shown one very simple wheel. No one ever shows us the insanely complicated map of how to make that wheel turn. They don't show you the integration on the back end. They don't show you how to connect your website to your social media to your email list they don't show you how to even set up an automation sequence to deliver your free resource to your clients and so we kind of get in this trap of god everyone makes this look so easy this wheel am i dumb am i stupid am i just can i just am i just not good at this that's absolutely not true you just have not been experienced in the map that makes the wheel turn. And so I think it's it really does entrepreneurs a very large disservice to expect them to know all of these things and to say, just offer a free resource and it'll be fine. <laughs> But then what do I do with it? How do I deliver it? How do I not spend every hour just delivering free stuff? I agree with you. I I agree. I agree. And, And figuring out a system, not just a marketing system that everyone else is using, but a marketing system that works for you and your business. And that you understand. (laughs) Yeah. And that works like with your learning style. And it is, it is. It is unfortunate that we expect people to know so much with so little transparency about what it takes to to get it to go. And that's why I call the digital, I call it a digital ecosystem. Like that really, I think that describes it better because if you think of an ecosystem, you know, these little baby components make all the difference for that ecosystem to flourish and to thrive and your digital marketing is the same. You just, you're not, you you just don't see it, right? Because you're not. Well, and if it's done properly, the client will never see. They never see it. (laughs) All the magic. That's like behind the curtain, right? Of Wizard of Oz. I totally agree. So what do you think is one of the number one mistakes that people make when they first get started on the digital side of their business? I personally think that the biggest mistake people make when they are first starting is investing in the wrong things. (laughs) Hallelujah. I am so right with you on that. Because they don't, they don't know what they need and they're just trying to get, they don't know what they don't know. Nope. Exactly. And it's, (laughs) It's really frustrating to watch it happen, to be quite frank, um, because you feel so terrible when they get to you and they explain. I, I had a person just a couple of weeks ago, they were telling me this harrowing story of their experience in the digital industry and their digital marketing. And it puts a really bad taste in people's mouths and it makes it really hard for people to enjoy the digital space 
which is a shame because it's a great space and it's very fun. But because people make that mistake when they're first getting out of the gate, they think it's a waste of money and a waste of time. And and it takes work. Like it doesn't just happen you know like I don't care how many calls to action that says easy free fast blah 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 um it it's it's just gonna take work and and sadly it's an an integral component of running a business so that you have a pipeline of leads continuing to come in. So often I see people take their foot off that marketing gas because they're, they're so busy with client work. And then when they're done with the client work, they're wondering where are all their leads? Well, when you're not marketing, it's not the, it's the message isn't getting out there. Right. Right. Um, Can you share a few questions to ask when you're hiring a digital service provider to really set yourself up for success the first time? (laughs) Yes, this is, it's a, that is a great question. I'll share three. I think three is a good, good number. I love three. (laughs) (laughs) The first is the first question that you should ask any person that you are going to hire is do you offer training on the system that you are building? And I, I think that this is a really great question. And it's not because you don't want to use that person to help you in the future. It is because for whatever reason, you need to use that system yourself you will have a much better relationship with that service provider if you are not constantly asking them, you know, later down the road, I just need you to take two minutes to do this one thing, or I just need you to do that. Or let's say you get into a situation where, you know, God forbid, you you can't afford the management. Yeah. And if you're not able to continue working with that person, and they have not provided you the training, you really can get into some trouble spots because now you have a full-blown system that you have no idea how to use or your team doesn't know how to use. Um, and or if, a team member learns it and leaves. And, well, and leaves, yep. Do. <laughs> exactly, yeah, we've, we've been there before. That was, yep. So that, all of those things, right? So ask, ask your person when, when they're building you a system, do you offer training on this and can it be recorded? Can I, can I look it up later? Um, and then the second tip that you, that I would ask someone is, do you use this yourself or have you used this yourself? Because good one. Yeah. (laughs) I don't, sometimes we think because they're an expert in the industry that, that they do. So I don't know that many people would have even ask. That's Mm -hmm. a good, that's a really good one. Yeah. So I, I build on a lot of different platforms, um, but I have one that I prefer, right? Because it's my, it is the one that I use personally. Um, So it doesn't mean that you can't hire someone who doesn't use that platform. For sure. But I would encourage you to just that simple question will give you a lot of insight into what to expect, so to speak. I, I agree. And the third? 
<laughs> the third question that I generally would ask is what happens to my data when you go away? Hmm. So most of the time, and this is specifically when you are working with web developers, um, SEO professionals, and ad, ads people, mm -hmm. and I'll give the example for website developers, most website developers will set up a program and they own the rights to your code or your, a lot of people don't know that. Yep. No. Mm-hmm. So if, if you work with a big agency or you work with a, a large company, you can get into some trouble spots if they don't want to manage your website or you don't want them to manage your website. I mean, you have to understand who owns that data and who really has full control. So if someone says, well, you'll just read the, read the small print in the contract. That's <laughs> right. Because if, if someone says, well, we'll build you your website, but it'll it's under our name or we're going to own the rights to that we're we'll buy the domain for you right that is a really big red flag to say if you ever wanted to leave that company maybe maybe you don't even want to leave that company maybe that company goes under it goes bankrupt or gets bought whatever, or, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah um you need to understand where where does the ownership of what i am purchasing lie that's really good. I, I have a similar sort of um, example of that in my Pinterest management um, business, our agency. I I have I require my clients to have a tailwind or you know there's multiple third party platforms. Um, but I have had many clients say, well, can you just go ahead and do that? The problem, and then bill me, but the problem is, is that when it's done, it's me, it's, I own it. It's in my name. And I don't, I don't want any bad taste in the mouths of people that have worked with me. So I always have them do it. And yes, you know, I have videos showing them how to like sign up for it and all that kind of stuff, because I know it could be a pain. And when you outsource something, you're paying money so that you don't have to go through the headache. However, you have to think miles down the road, as your business grows faster, you want to make sure that you are the main signer, the person that signed up, the person that has those passwords and everything. So that is a really, really, really good. Um, all those questions are great, but that one is, is really good as well. Um, if, if someone has a really limited budget, I'm thinking a first time entrepreneur, just jumping into the business. Um, how should they prioritize where to invest in digital marketing? In other words, what will be the best sort of bang for their buck? This is up for debate, but I'll tell you my opinion. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, a lot of people are going to have opinions on this, but definitely you're the guest. You get to have your opinion. Um, yes, I think that if you are on a very, very limited budget, the absolute best thing for your buck is professional photography. As a professional brand photographer, I'm so excited about that. The reason that I say this uh -huh. is because your photography, it, it, it is to get a really good professional photographer, 
is expensive. Mm-hmm. But it's not as expensive as doing a full build on a website or doing a full build out of a brand or spending yes. thousands of dollars on ads that yes. you're not strategized for yet, right? But what it does do is it gives you a very clean, professional, just like very, very sleek look and a a 10, 15, even 20 professional photos can make a free one page templated website look like a million bucks. Oh, I can't tell you how much I agree with you on that. I think it's even twofold. I think number one, it gives the impression of a big business, right? It gives you that professional polished look, but from all the clients that I work with on my branding photography side, um, they feel, they feel more apt to step into that actual position, the confidence boost of having a professional brand shoot. And then you get these pictures delivered. You're like, oh my gosh, that's me. Like it it really does give you, especially, I always tell people, if you are having like that crisis that we all kind of had, like, am I enough? Can I do this? Am I worthy? Like that sadly happens multiple times, pretty much through your entrepreneur business. It's typically popping up right before a big move or a big change or a big pivot, which of course is how we grow our businesses, right? You feel uncomfortable. It typically leads to something great. Um, But when you do something like this, it really gives you that confidence to show up on social media, to show up in marketing. In fact, we want to share these pictures because they're probably some of the best pictures that we've had of ourselves, right? And we want to share them, market your business with them. So I, I would really agree with you. And then, you know, that next step as you get clients to invest in your website, I think is really critical as well. We can make websites all day long, Um, But someone who's a professional sort of website designer, they know more things than we're going to know, right? As an entrepreneur, we wear all these hats of CEO and then accountant and then like all these hats. In terms of a website, let's let's give it over to the professionals. (laughs) And, you know, I just really quick, I, I will not belabor this point, but I actually think that it's very important to invest in a, a branding for branding, branding, even before the website, before the website. Sure. Yeah. Sure. sure. Yeah. And I say that because, um, and I do, I do, you know, I, I love it's obviously what I love to do. I love working yes. on, on websites, but, um, I would say that the websites that have a brand before the website is built, they speak so well to that person's ideal client, their dream client, that they they really do, quite frankly, bring in a better result for that person than if you if you pay a lot of money to build a website that hasn't been branded before. So I, I do think that's important. Yeah. And I know you would do this because I know you, but I feel like um 
website builders, if a client comes to them confused, it is in their best interest to refer them to work with a branding person first, because I have a client who did a whole website build and she wasn't super clear on what she wanted to do. It was very early on in her business. And a year later, she had to invest all over again, but the websites are like night and day. The new website after working with a brand specialist, it was such a clear path for a client to take that you almost felt bad not working with that person, not working with her. Do you know what I'm saying? Where yes. the original website, it was like, I do this and I do this and I do this and I do this and I speak to everyone where websites really need to, we want our client, our ideal clients to pop on a website and go, that's me. That's me. I agree. I, where do I sign up? Like that's ideal, right? <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so good. Um, what three things have helped you grow your business? And I always ask this of all my guests, um, because these are the little tips and tricks that really help people that are listening in or watching the video. Um, this could be tools, advice you got, it could be any education, it could be anything, but what three things do you, would you attribute as the things that helped you the most in growing your business? I love this question, Jen. I think it's such a great question. Because <laughs> these are the, these are the um, answers that I want to hear when I'm listening to podcasts. <laughs> yes, absolutely. The number one thing that I would say is get a coach, <laughs> um, which is a kind of a weird one. I, I feel like I didn't hear that uh, from a lot of people. And even when I was first starting out, I, a friend of mine actually told me that, and it took two years in my own business for even for anyone to say, you need a business coach. I, I didn't even know business coaches were a thing. And as soon as I started looking and I, I found the right one. It took me a long time to find the right one, but I did find her eventually. And that was an absolute game changer for me. It was night and day difference. And in fact, I was telling someone the other day, I think that had I not done that step, I don't even know if I would be in business today. I'm not sure what that would look like. It certainly wouldn't look like the business. It would be, it would, it certainly would have been harder and probably not as effective, effective and probably take more time. Yeah. I look at coaches, even group coaching, if you aren't at a position to pay for a one-on-one -on, one -on -one coach, but um, coaching helps you get real clear, real fast on not only the people that you want to work with, but also the niching down that needs to take place. That is always super, super painful um, because you think I can work with everyone and we can work with everyone, but our marketing needs to speak with one person, um, our ideal client. So that's a, good one. More. That, yep. that's a good one. Number one was uh, so far the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, number two, I think is it's okay to know that your friends may not understand what you do. <laughs> friends slash family. 
friends slash family. That is. I hear that. I, I, I'm pretty fortunate, but so many business owners are not. Yes. And that is really normal. I, I would say when you're in the entrepreneurial space, I'll give the perfect example. I was a couple of years ago, I'll never forget this. I was at a dinner with our friends. We had just met my husband. We went to like a work function and everyone, that's the first thing out of someone's mouth is, well, what do you do? And well, what do you do? And, you know, so I kept getting asked that question and I said, why I own a business, right? And at the time I wasn't saying it very confidently and they they didn't know how to react. Literally, they they just either like walked cool. away or like, oh, that's nice, you know. Like nobody knows what to say, and it it can feel a little awkward when people don't know how to react to you. But understand that even though some people won't won't get it, they won't know what to say, they won't understand what it's like, and all these things. That doesn't, that should never stop you from helping people with the things that you do. And it's really important to keep going in that regard because you're in business to, to help people, or I think generally speaking, we all are. And you just can't let other people's reactions stop you from doing what you were born to do. Amen. That That's a really good... I don't know which is first. That's how good that one is. All right. And the third? And the third one? I'm trying to think of like a tangible tool. Um, What's something you do on a daily ba- basis? Do what? <laughs> what do, I was going to ask, what do you use? What tool do you use on a daily basis? Yeah, uh, post schedulers. Those post are schedulers. They are game changers. I um, automate, 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 automate. That's that's okay, what that's I. That's the saying. third. Automate. <laughs> automate. That's right. As, with a third-party scheduler, yes. Yep. With third-party <laughs> schedulers, um, automate with with a team. Automate with how um you know. Do not try. You will. You will try to do everything oh, for sure. yourself for when sure. you're first starting out, but look for tools that can help you do things in advance, organize yourself. Post-cut, I really like post-cutters because they allow you to like plan out your social media. And so instead of thinking, oh crap, I have to post today, you plan it. And it's them. not done well. Yeah. It's, and then it's not done well because it's rushed and you know, you just kind of slap something up there. Um, so I use post-cutters all the time to plan out months and months and months and months worth of content. So if you're just starting out, try posting, like scheduling your posts for one week, right? Just try it. Just see if you can write that content for a week and see how relieving or how, how much relief you feel when you're not worried about, do I have to post today? Well, and and Facebook and Pinterest have in-platform schedulers. They don't have the bells and whistles, but they also are free. They're free. Um, So like, why not? And it, it, it comes across more well thought out. Mm -hmm. So for instance, especially if you're doing posts here, there and everywhere, you're kind of turning which way every five seconds, where if you do a whole week's worth of posts, you can really have a theme or a story that takes people from through a process and things like that. So I I think that's, that's brilliant. All three of those are really, really good. Well, Buff, 
before we get to the yummy gift that Kristen is so generously sharing with everyone today, um, tell us, tell the listeners, because I often have people sending me messages, asking questions and things about services. So I always like to ask my guests at the end of this, of the podcast, specifically what services do they offer so that in case you were thinking, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, and I need help with that, then they know what you have to offer. Yeah, thank you so much, John. I really appreciate it. Um, so I design and build done-for-you websites that you can use. I'll, I do train on how to use all the things. Um, so I do done-for-you websites. I do social media strategies where we really teach you how to automate those things, right? Um, up to three to six months at a time. Um, I also do marketing funnel work. So that automation that we talked about that people don't tell you about, right? Um, I do that for email marketing. And if you're doing a launch sequence, I help people set up those automated messages and their um, free resources and, and all of that. Amazing. Amazing. And she's, she is extraordinary at what she does. I highly recommend her just to put it out there in the atmosphere. Um, Kristen has brought us some free tools. So tell everyone what is in, I will provide this link um, underneath, of course, this information, um, but tell everyone what it, what exactly it's included. Sure. So I have a whole page full of goodies and it includes a digital systems checklist. Ooh. So if you are wondering what does go in all of this stuff, I have a checklist for you to help you understand um, every single component that you would want. And then I also have those photos. So a lot of people don't know, well, what photos go on a website? So I have a photography checklist. That's that, so good. That you can get. And it will tell you exactly all the photos to get, right, to go on a website, right? If you're building it yourself, if you're working with a designer, anything like that. So, so good. I want to thank you so much for your valuable advice and your time today, um, because I know how busy you are working with clients. What is the best way to get in contact with you in case anyone wants to take this conversation further? I'll be including all your links below, but what's the best way for them to get in contact with you? Actually, the best way right now is LinkedIn. Perfect. Yeah, Perfect. I'm, I'm really loving LinkedIn. So you can just... How would they search for... I, I will include LinkedIn. I have your LinkedIn link. So LinkedIn is the best way. It will be below for you to be able to make that connection with her. Um, now, this is really important. I always say this, and I know it's ad nauseum, but I'm going to keep saying it. Take the information that you got here, take one or two things that you have heard that you like or that you want to implement and put some time on your calendar to implement them next week or today or tomorrow. Um, because I feel like listening to podcasts, I love doing it, but I need to work myself on implementing these great ideas that I hear when I'm on my walk. And by the time I get home, I haven't put it on my calendar to do. So definitely go do that. You can find all of Kristen's information below. And I hope everyone has a great day. Thank you, Kristen. Bye. Thank you, Jen.
Thanks for joining me. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to subscribe to the show to be automatically notified for each episode. Visit the notes for the links mentioned in this episode and to connect with me. And as always, please take one tip from this episode and implement it in your business.